I love love. I love to be loved and I love to give love. I have wondered about love. I have sought love in beautiful places and not so beautiful places. I have done things to gain love in amazing ways and not so amazing ways. And so when I was thinking about this episode, I wanted to make sure that it communicates a beautiful journey of moving from a place of um, not understanding love or seeing a different version of love and then growing into a beautiful uh, version of love. Our guest is someone that I met in 2014. And when I tell you that this man has been through a wonderful uh transformation of the definition of love oh listen you you better believe me i'm excited to chat with him and i hope that this episode is going to encourage you to find love (laughs) in all the right places and to embrace it and keep it enjoy all right welcome simon to the storybook podcast i'm very excited to have you it's so interesting to remember how far we've come in terms of knowing each other I was a journalist and student at the time and so I loved interviewing people and you were a student at the University of Nairobi and I think basically this is how we connected. Please tell us a little about you, what were you studying, what were you doing and what was your state of mind at the time, mentally, psychologically, emotionally. Yeah, go for it. All right. Um hi everyone my name is simon um yes at uh, 2014 i was at the university of nairobi and i was pursuing a degree in engineering uh, called geospatial engineering um yes was a very determined young man um just wanted to change the narrative uh from you know how i grew up um and i was at the university just trying to make the best um out of my life Yes, um, by that time, I think I had um, become a believer, that is, a believer in Christ. Um, So my life was pretty much uh, starting off, uh, I would say, in that that period. I had grown up in a Christian family, but um, it was at the university where I first owned my faith. So at the time, I think I was just a new believer. I like that shift possibly because it's a journey that I can relate to. Getting to a point where I wanted more, I wanted to move away from pursuing that which will get me validation by people versus ensuring that I understand my purpose and seek it out actively. Was there a particular trigger, Simon, that made you want to ground what you do in purpose that led you or influenced you towards god was there a particular trigger my reasons for doing engineering were very different and um, once i got to the university i think my motivation was i just wanted to be respected by people Um, i wanted a career that i would make so much money and uh, change my narrative uh, from growing up in a poor background those were the motivations uh, behind why i picked engineering when i became a believer a lot of things um, came up in my life and i began to see life as more than just making money more than just um, a career but more in your existence what do you think will give you most fulfillment and so when that was brought up uh, to my attention when i started thinking about life i realized 
the reasons why I chose engineering was very skewed. That's not what I wanted to do with life. Um, so I began exploring the ways that the Lord might be calling me into. So that's how I ended up uh, changing um, what I was doing. And I believe in such a beautiful and profound way, it answers my question and it reminds me of a statement I made to myself just a couple of days and I said I knew I was healing when I began to say that my life is beautiful and one that is worth living. And so to hear you break down how you came to a place of understanding that you wanted more uh, beyond what you believed in and seeking the Lord to give you that direction to fulfillment and fullness. It's very beautiful. Um, and given the background and the experiences that you went through, I'm really glad that you fought for yourself. And I wish you growth as you continue, which is one of the agendas that we try to establish here at the storybook to support fellow young Africans in their healing journey. So I hope that they're listening to you and getting nuggets of hope from your story, knowing that they too can make it to a better place. And so there you are. You've completed your geospatial engineering. You've gone through your rediscovery journey. You're finding this new Simon that you're loving and embracing. And then you travel abroad. So tell us a little bit about this journey of traveling abroad and how it ties in into the bigger picture and also how it helped you transition into the young African man that you are now. So I loved music um, from when I was very little. So that was what drew me to the church that I started attending, Mamlaka Hill Chapel. It's just next to the university. So I used to walk there and, and just feel drawn by, you know, the music that was coming out of that place and started questioning a lot about my decisions and how my life was, turn, uh, was turning out. And I remember just desiring change and um, one time just taking that step of, you know, faith and getting into the church. And that uh, became, you know, the beginning of this journey that I'm on uh, because it was there where I felt like a sense of family. I found uh, people who really uh, cared about me um, and were interested um, about my life and you know, seeing what God could do. So I got opportunities to serve in that church. And while serving, I began to see this more to life. I began to feel the joy of being in a community of people who don't judge you, who love you, and who embrace you for who you are. Despite your past and despite the mistakes that you've made in life, they, they saw who I could become. And, and that really motivated me. And so they gave me this opportunity uh, to serve. And while serving, um, I got an opportunity to travel. So that was very exciting for me because um, the first uh, trip that I did was to New Zealand. Um, I think we call it the farthest, you know, uh, the farthest end of the earth, if there's something like that. And I remember just um, at first uh, going on that trip, the excitement was more of I'm leaving my own culture for the first time I'm leaving the country for the first time I'm boarding a plane uh, you know 
the first of many things so it was exciting and it felt like a dream um and i can tell you that um at first like i felt it was a dream until you know my flight to australia that's when i was like oh wow this is really happening and so when um when i got to new zealand it was an amazing experience um i think it was very eye-opening as well just being in a culture that is different than mine but realizing um there are things that we share in common there are things that are different our upbringing it began to start the curiosity in me to want to interact with people from different cultures from different backgrounds and just see how they do life and also as well as share my story so um, I got a chance to visit schools um, I got a chance to meet people in their homes um, speak in some churches over there and what amazed me was how my story had an impact on people i didn't think that you know person like me uh, born from a poor background that my story would uh, that people would resonate with my story or they would be inspired by my story and want to change and that began um, the journey of asking myself um, you know what am I called to what is my purpose and if God can use me um, to just you know change people's lives to inspire people's life to feel like there's more to life there's hope it made me start thinking about that um, and that's how I began feeling this uh, desire in my heart to want to you know dedicate my life fully serving God and serving people so I got opportunities to go to um, New Zealand, um, travel to Canada at some point, travel to the States several times uh, and all these times just interacting with different people it brought me so much joy and I knew for sure this is what I want to do. I, I want to serve God and serve people. So that's how I ended up uh, with the travel. So mostly it was because of my serving in church that allowed me to travel. Ha, it's interesting that you mentioned the word joy. <laughs> Just before you mentioned the word joy, I said to myself, I can sense so much joy in his voice as you tell this story of traveling and getting to interact with people from different cultures and see how you fit into the bigger picture into that picture so is there a particular reason why it still brings you so much joy um beyond it surprising you that wow your story actually matters and you do actually matter and is there any other reason I began feeling a sense of fulfillment, I would say. Um, I, I felt like I wasn't just leaving the cycle of, you know, um, just doing whatever you want to do to exist uh, or to survive. I felt like my life was beginning to matter and my life uh, was you know, had a more impactful meaning than just going to school, studying, getting a degree and starting making money. I, I began to see um, the different stories of, of people. Like as you interact with people, you get to hear different stories of their backgrounds and just to hear, you know, the journey they are on. Um, and is that, you know, you see the brokenness in the world, you see um, the brokenness in people's lives 
and the need for hope uh, and the need to be assured of you know a different kind of trajectory and a different kind of life and realizing that my you know um, part of the story was really um, impacting them in a way that they could start thinking about what their purpose is and wanting to change the narrative wanting to you know heal from the brokenness uh, whatever that looks like um, and the countries that i traveled to they had very different you know many different issues um, so as much as it was a developed country they had a set of um, a set of problems i would say different from mine um, so as much as you know my background was more of you know poverty uh, and all that you find that in other cultures they have a different set of challenges um, growing up you know whether that be you know being in a blended family or you know all these kind of things so i realized that um my life was more meaningful as i interacted with people and just the desire to want to share my life with other people and of course share my my journey of what the lord has done in my life and how he has changed my life and how i feel like i have a sense of purpose uh, as i do life um, despite the many challenges that we still have in life there was that hope that i had uh, knowing that my life was on a good trajectory um, so i i don't know if that answers your question um, but i think that's how i would respond to that absolutely thank you so much and the part where you say the part of the story well in my perspective it does speak into the whole vision of you trying to find your purpose and seeing where you fit into the story perhaps uh, shedding light in darkness providing healing in a broken world as you call it a world that is filled with brokenness and ordinarily we go abroad and look at them as oh wow champagne problems you don't have anything to worry about but hearing you speak about some issues um including the ones in like blended families as you mentioned and how they provide an opportunity for us to administer share god's love and also share our story i find that really wonderful and beautiful and we'd definitely be interested in hearing more of this story especially since we cover a diaspora version of this podcast because i think a lot of the youth who are abroad they struggle to fit into the picture confidently they end up shrinking or feeling that their story doesn't matter and you are able to break through that and see that you can be outside of your culture and still matter listening to you speak simon and, and talking about your journey going abroad and moving from your comfort zone it does sound like a love journey a journey where you got to know god love him more see him more uh see him manifest in different versions and see his heart manifest in different occasions through different people and also finding meaning and purposeful fulfillment as you call it and affirmation in a context that is outside of what you grew up in and so love is a major defining factor for the paths that we choose to take i think that's a given that once you find your purpose it can veer you into the direction that you love now given the experiences that you've talked about especially growing up from the experience of seeing what happened between your parents how has your understanding and definition of love shifted as a young african man through your childhood memories into now your adult life? Well, I would say um, that growing up, I felt 
this need um, in my heart. I had this longing in my heart. Um, I know that looking around me, I desire to have like a normal family, a father and a mother um, in my life. And I didn't have that. Um, yes, I had a loving grandma who uh, raised me up, but I felt that I needed more. And so the dilemma or the tension that I found myself in was um, just what society probably defines as love. Um, they would say, if you're eating and if you have a place to sleep, uh, you have something to eat, um, you know, your school fees is being paid for, that, that should be enough. But I always felt, um, you know, that's different. I felt this deep longing in me that I couldn't explain. Um, with my experience, I, I know that um, I had this desire for being secure and being safe. Uh, so I didn't have that because the people who were supposed to protect me um, didn't offer that. I knew I desired to be affirmed. And so I wanted to excel just to be told I'm proud of you. So I, I had this uh, sense of the things that I thought would bring me joy um, were not bringing me joy because they were, I had these expectations that were not met. And so I always felt there was more, you know, trying to seek that, trying to seek validation in that. But I think how that uh, changed, you know, it's hard for African men to be told they're loved uh, or even to be hugged um, or to be told people are proud of you. Each and every one of us have those innate desires. I think they are God given. Uh, so that we might seek him and know him. And so my transformation began uh, when I understood God's love. Um, I understood that, um, that God loved me, not because of what I was doing, but because of simply, you know, who I am as a person. Like in me, I have, you know, an, the image of God in me. That began to change a lot of things. There was the big factor of the people surrounding me, the community who helped change uh, some of the, my perspective about who God was. Um, I know just the experience of having my dad kill my mom distorted my view of fatherhood. But then I found this amazing youth pastor who modeled uh, a father figure and he helped shape my view of God as a father. And so just as I continue to dig deeper and know more about God, I realize there's this deep love uh, that God has for me. He wants my life to be the best. He wants me to know him and to have a relationship with him. And that changed a lot of things. Um, it changed uh, some of the insecurities that I had. I didn't feel like I needed to do something to be validated as long as I understood my identity as, as God's uh, child adopted into God's family. Um, so that changed a lot. It started the healing process. Uh, of course, healing is a journey. Uh, we still continue uh, to grow in these things, uh, but it began a journey of helping me realize of what my identity, and that changed a lot of things. Um, so I would say there were these things that I had, these innate desires in me while growing up. They were not met um, the way I thought they would be met. And I thought if I got those, I would feel the most loved. Uh, but then um, when I knew and, and I understood of my identity in Christ and then finding this new community who are, you know, fulfilling these desires, um, I found people who, you know, would tell me they're proud of who I was becoming. Um, told me, you know, um, that they love me. Um, and that changed a lot of things uh, in my life. So I would say 
that has been my journey. Before knowing my identity in God, I had all these things that were trying to fill that void. And of course, not knowing better, I was trying to seek them in other places where I thought would give me that, but they never gave me that. Uh, it was until I understood my identity in God that I began to feel a sense of love. And it makes sense to me, uh, just reading scriptures saying that uh, we love because he first loved us. So we, we feel that uh, we are able to love because God first loved us. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm so proud of the man that you have become and the one you continue to become. So kudos to that. And guys, first of all, Simon be a whole husband, okay? So depending on where you're listening to us from, please drop your fire emoji in the chat okay let's celebrate him um he's a whole husband despite the intensity of this uh of his journey and he's made it to this achievement i call it great because my understanding of marriage is that it's a beautiful gift it's a treasure from heaven to see you shift uh, to get to a place where you're able to commit in that way to me it's phenomenal you talk a lot about community do you feel that uh community plays a big role in leading you to a marital commitment like we have these capacities that we are given i would say everyone has them and so of course our family of origin is supposed to either build up those capacities so that we might know god but unfortunately this gets distorted uh, depending on how you grow up human beings we keep on attaching as we grow so i think community the role it has to play is it awakens these desires um, in a sense that um, helps you to see and know god uh, like a sense of you know belonging uh, like you have this community of people who they're not related to you by blood but they love you uh, and they genuinely care about you and they want the best for you um, so they help you stay clear of you know uh, bad decisions that you might make um, I remember at some point I wanted to quit school uh, at the university in my second year because it was getting harder and I remember just having that wonderful community around me just to, to minister or rather to give me you know wisdom in terms of you know what i wanted to do then um and i felt i was making the best decision but them being there and telling me you know uh, guiding me in the right way so in a sense they awaken these desires um these god-given desires that we have once you start this journey of healing when you become a secure person uh, and you're in kind of um you're forming secure attachment um these people help Help awaken those desires or help heal those distorted desires as we have them so you have the safety uh, of knowing that you belong um, knowing that you're included knowing that there are people who um, are proud of you you feel affirmed in the things that you do uh, they remind you of what your identity is and correct you um, you know where you go wrong so there's a lot of guidance uh and you're not afraid to make mistakes uh first you know like being a believer i know that i'm fully loved uh, and i'm fully known so it it frees you to become yourself and then you have this community of people around you who affirms that um in you so there's a great sense of having people around you uh affirming those things um you know helping you discover more of your purpose um helping you 
in those instances where you you have so many doubts about life uh, or when challenges come because there will always be challenges uh, that comes uh, with life so you need people to be that voice of reason um, those people who will steer you in the right direction those people who will you know not judge you but still co correct you in a loving way so that you don't feel like you know these people hate me or these people don't care they just care about themselves um so i think that the place for community um and i believe that we were created for community we are wired to relate with other people and and those um the community helps you discover yourself and discover your purposes in an environment that uh, helps you to grow more into becoming a secure being or forming healthy secure attachments hmm. i love that and it's interesting that the sense of community does give you a place of security but it also contributes heavily to the distortion and the unmet expectations that you've also talked about before so out of curiosity what are some of the things that you do or practices that you have simon as a young african man to make sure that you remain grounded as in you remain grounded in the fruits that you've already bore from building a healthy environment around you uh, well the practices of course um one is having people around you that really uh, speak life into you that that guides you um i know that i have older men that i look up to that i consider as older brothers that really guide me like uh, as you're talking about the journey of love i know if i followed my heart i would have made so many wrong decisions uh, because you know uh, uh you know sometimes the heart wants what it wants but then without proper guideline you might end up wrecking your life uh, so i've found uh, having those kind of people are really helpful so of course i have um older mature men who you know i run by some of my decisions that help me of course not make decisions for me but give me a perspective and and give me their wisdom uh, based on their experiences and then i have you know friends who you know the same peers that we work with uh, and share this journey community is big part of it then second is the discipline of you know reading god's word um i i think a lot of um, my life and my values have come as a result of uh, just the way that i relate with god um just helping me to see that i'm not just living for myself because if i'm living for myself it's so easy to you know lower the bar or lower the standard or excuse yourself but if you live for a higher purpose um it helps keep you accountable uh, by the things that you do um, and then you want to you know live a more meaningful life so that's the disciplines that i would say that i've gotten to do like praying reading god's word having fellowship with other people add more uh, or rather help me um, relax and address some of these things like i like being in nature so i do those things um like in my personal walk with god i call them 
practicing delight so the things that make you happy or the things that um you know help you see life in a more i i mean we are in a broken world so you need to look at those you know things that help you see the beauty that can come out of you know the broken life that we have um so there are many other things but i would narrow them down to reading god's word uh praying uh being in a community uh, that help keep you accountable um yeah and of course serving uh, i think uh, serving other people um really helps you because you realize that you don't just live for yourself so serving god and serving other people and trying to be you know a decent human being uh, in a place where not so many people uh, care much And when I do these beautiful things, like going to nature, lighting a scented candle, I call it the soft life. But you've given me a new term. <laughs> From today, I will call it practicing delight. And even just saying it makes it feel special. And guys, hey, listen practice your delight in 2023 we need to go in hard on the delight business uh thank you so much simon um lao tzu a chinese philosopher said that being loved by someone gives you strength while loving someone deeply gives you courage well you're married now congrats uh and then you've also talked about the power of community setting yourself um, in an arrangement of community from your experience in these kinds of setups would you say that Lao Tzu is right? What's your perspective on this? Well, I would say there's a lot of um, it's profound uh, to begin with um, which I resonate with uh, because um, like for me it makes sense uh, in terms of my faith knowing that um, I first love uh, because god loved me uh, so there's a sense of understanding that i'm deeply loved by god um, it shapes who i am uh, it i it shapes a lot of my values it's such a profound way of discover yourself in a sense so there's a way that when you know that you're deeply loved um, and for me it's, that's of course by god it helps you to become yourself um, and then it makes you the secure person and when you become secure you are not afraid of venturing out you're not afraid of loving others uh, you're not afraid of giving yourself uh, because sometimes what really prevents us from you know going out there it's it's because we're afraid of being hurt based on how we've grown up based on how we've learned to attach we tend to feel like if i open up myself to the world i'll get hurt or no one understands or i won't be affirmed and so being loved gives you security and it gives you the courage to be able to extend that love to other people um, so i would say i do agree uh, to some extent i see the profundity in um you know the chinese philosopher uh, and i see how that relates and integrates with my faith um yeah so i i don't know if i've answered your question uh, but if not you can you know where you need clarity i can clarify yes you have i love it and that it's rooted in god because for me that's the most stable ship you can be on it doesn't matter where the winds are coming from as long as you understand at the depths of it that you're anchored on a love that is unwavering satisfying it does not dry up it's unconditional 
it gives you courage to extend that love to others if i understood you correctly so it does definitely fit into my picture and definition of of love so yeah lucky for us it's february the month of love and valentine's day is coming up <laughs> so wrap it all up for us simon you've given us your story very profound and beautiful story it stands out to me in different aspects you've um that we can talk about towards the end but what would you tell the youth in africa about finding and embracing deep authentic love um well i would say um that first it begins with you know the acceptance of that love um just knowing who you are knowing that god loves you um uh, and then once you accept that of course there's a sense it frees you to become truly who um you know the best version of who you can be on this side of heaven i call it that way um so there's a sense of knowing that you're deeply loved and deeply known and it frees you to be yourself and uh, knowing that if i do something wrong it doesn't make me to be loved less uh, or because it can put that pressure where you feel like i need to do this to be loved but understanding that i am loved and so acting from the point of love so discovering and accepting this love uh, from god i would say that is the first step and then once you love uh, once you accept this love it starts to transform you uh, and transforming you it sets you on a journey of discovering and unlearning some things because because of the brokenness of the world there are some things that um, are not perfect uh, like we're supposed to grow in a you know in a perfect environment but that's not our reality so we tend to have these distorted capacities in us uh, that you know help, uh, disorder us in a way and you know knowing and accepting that god's love you begin this journey of uh, getting into secure attachments so we have distorted forms of attachments as we grow up and so there's a lot of discovering um i would say like yes i'm married um and so every day I discover that you know I'm selfish uh, in a way uh, and and that's not what God desires me to be so it helps me know myself uh, discover my shortcomings but in a space where I can grow so I am not afraid to make mistakes I'm not afraid uh, for God to point out uh, some of these things in me that are not in line with his love for me because he's the only one who can love perfectly but being broken we can't love perfectly so it's first of all um, discovering uh, and accepting that God's love and then allowing that love to transform you as you begin this healing journey so discovering more about yourself um, because uh, if you don't heal um, you won't be able to love well and and you don't heal in an instance it's a journey so just having those honest conversations with yourself um, you know why do I react this way why am I like this um, but then in a safety in a safe space and a safe environment where you can see these distortions and be able to correct them and that's where a community comes in because they help um, foster that sense of security and allows you the freedom to make these corrections and grow towards being a secure human being who knows that they are fully loved and fully known and because of that they can be able to extend that kind of love i hope i have not been so spiritual over it uh, but i i believe that's the way to go 
Hmm, luckily you're in spiritual hands, so it does not sound off to me. And listening to you speak, putting together the concept of accepting the love, opening yourself up to it, uh, discovery, uh, you know, submission to leadership, because you mentioned that leadership under a pastor, uh, submitting and opening yourself up to community for me, one word to capture it all is surrender. Surrendering to the process. As a child who grew up in a somewhat problematic environment, I can only imagine the amount of surrender that had to come within you to follow this process of, of knowing, learning, relearning, and uh, giving yourself a chance at love on a daily basis. So that bit of your story has been very inspirational to me. And I hope that the youth listening to us will be able to extract uh, the nuggets of this session and take themselves to that uh, love and that spiritually low place where you have nothing and no point to prove. You just let yourself go. You accept the newness and uniqueness of love. So thank you so much, Simon. I have really enjoyed your story and I'm personally inspired and looking forward to see what the future unfolds for you and your wife. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Um, like I said, it might look all rosy, but um, again, it's a journey. Um, I've cried so many times, even being in that space, because I'm still going through, you know, the healing process. Uh, you discover a lot of, you know, the narratives, the false narratives that you picked up while growing up, you know, like sometimes feeling like I'm all alone, uh, just informed by how you, you know, you learn to attach. So it's a process. So allow yourself time for that. Um, and, and again, I, I love my faith in the sense that, you know, uh, God allows you that space uh, to come to him and he points something in you. Uh, it's it's not that he's condemning you, but he's pointing you so that you can change it. So it's an exciting journey I would say that uh, because I love the kind of intimacy that I have with God because sometimes I realize some of these things in my life that are ugly that I don't like but then I don't hide them uh, because I know I can come to God and say you know God I I've realized that um, I'm selfish in this way and I need your help to help me you know change this um, so it's not just about knowing what you need to do but also being empowered on what to do um so it's a journey so be patient with yourself and be patient with people around you um and know that as you are being formed and healed and being brought to this wholeness uh, that everyone is on that journey and just extending that grace to other people who are still growing i think um, marriage is that space where you realize that a lot that you need to change uh, to become a loving person. I have enjoyed uh, the short time that I've, I've been married, but it has helped me to see also some things in me that God is changing. So it's a, it's a beautiful journey. So patience um, and extending grace and, and realizing that uh, other people are as broken as you are and everyone you know is on some place in the journey. So just being gracious to everyone. All right. Thank you so much for everyone who tuned in to this episode of the Storybook Podcast and listened in to the end. I don't know about you, but for me, myself and I, <laughs> I'm very inspired to just embrace love. 
to fall in love to find but first i need to find the love okay <laughs> so send me all your prayers send me all your good wishes and i hope that this february is actually the turnaround time for you to find that special person who is going to bring beauty into your life and if you already have that person listen when i grow up i want to be like you be blessed and I hope that we are going to get to show up and get the courage to love others, extend unconditional love to others and honor them. For this is how we expand our world and we are able to just create beauty in what we have. Be sure to follow us on all our social media pages. Be sure to like this podcast and share it with a friend. So be sure to connect with us on social media at the storybook underscore ENT on Instagram, the storybook ENT on Facebook, at storybook underscore ENT on Twitter.